You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, I'm career coach and strategist Kathleen Dahoney, and this is Kathleen's Career Corner. For over 20 years, I have worked in the career management space. I live in Warwick, and I'm currently a career advisor in higher ed and the owner of Celtic Resume Services. In this series, I will teach you the essentials you need to find a job in a competitive and sometimes confusing job market. Today's show is about career document staples. I like to cook, so when I'm thinking about weekly meals, I look up recipes, shop for the ingredients, and then prep the food or create a marinade. So before you start the job search, you should prep too. Prepare the documents you need, which include a resume, cover letter, reference list, and e-notes. Let's start with the resume. Should this be one or two pages is a confusing question with many answers. But this really depends upon someone's background and the direction you are heading. Ideally, if you're an entry-level worker, recent grad, career changer with minimal experience, or someone returning to the workforce, then one page is standard. For a mid-level professional and up to executive, or a career switcher with more than five years of experience, two pages are expected. And I will work with someone to determine the best strategy. So starting at the top of the resume, have your name and contact information. This include an email that you will open, city or town and state, and one phone number, which should be your cell. What's not needed is a street address. Also, two phone numbers are too confusing, so stick with the one that you will answer and the one you use to check voicemail or text. If you are in the creative industry, say interior or graphic design, then include a portfolio link to the website. And if you have updated LinkedIn profile, then include the link to If you don't have a website, you are able to upload visuals and media on the LinkedIn feature section. No objective. Instead, use a branding title or header at the top. This can be the title of a job you are targeting or even a series of titles such as operations manager slash logistics. Review the jobs you are applying for and be sure to include the skills and qualifications that tie back to the position. Do this by looking over the job description and reading the requirements to align the resume with what's needed. How many years do you go back? 15 is fine, but if you're an older candidate and have the relevant experience, then maybe 20. But again, this depends on the career direction and what is the best strategy for you. Include education, training, certifications, and online courses. If you had training, say, in real estate and now work in healthcare, then remove this and other older information. That way you have room for more relevant experiences. And be sure to take off references available upon request. This statement isn't necessary because the recruiter will ask for names as part of the offer process, so you don't really need to tell them that they are available. The next is a cover letter. So what is a cover letter? Well, this is a one-page document that introduces you and is not something that repeats what's on the resume. Start off by explaining why you are qualified, how you can solve a pain point for the company, and why you applied. This is where you might explain a career gap, how you are looking to relocate, or why you want to transition to a new industry. The cover letter's top matches the resume's 
top contact information. This is set up like a business letter with a name and title, if you know who you're sending the cover letter to, along with the company name and address. And at the end, have a call to action by stating you want to interview or will follow up in a few days. The reference list. So this is a document staple that people don't think about until they are asked to provide names. Typically includes three to four contacts of people who will speak about your character, work experience, or community involvement. Now, it's not the same as a written recommendation, which is a letter written about you. And this too matches the top of the resume with your contact information. Include the person's name, organization, or relation to you, phone, and or email. No family members, but you could use a family friend that knows your background. Be sure to check with the people on the list so they know what you are applying for and how it relates to them. Really, nothing is worse as calling a reference and they are completely in the dark. The last is e-notes. And these are nothing more than emails sent as a thank you after the interview or to introduce the attached cover letter and resume. If you are sending a thank you e-note after the interview, restate why you want the job. And if you left something out of the discussion, introduce the point here. This should be one to one and a half paragraphs at the most. It's easy to create the shell of the email and then tailor and send it once the interview is completed. So this means getting the interviewer's emails or business cards and sending this thank you out by the end of the day. For the e-note with the attached cover letter and resume, simply state that you attached the documents. In the subject line, put your name and title of the job. This makes it so much easier for the recruiter to match to the job opening. Here are a few last tips. Not all applicant tracking systems accept Google Docs so be sure to follow instructions to upload or save the Google Doc as a PDF. But if you are trying to be creative and, say, buy a Canva template through Etsy, be careful, many ATS cannot read these files even in a PDF. Most recruiters or hiring managers expect close to a 70% match of your background to the job opening, so demonstrate this in the resume. In the U.S., Pictures are not used and in some cases won't be viewed. Leave the photo off the resume. As I've stated before, keep the font matching on all the documents for a consistent look. Now, there are multiple sites and pieces of advice about writing a resume and cover letter. The way I write a resume for a recent grad will not be the same for someone, say, transitioning from education to an online trainer. So it's best to work with a certified resume writer. For other tips, check out this quick read in Newsweek. The link will be listed in the show notes. Next time, I will be discussing interviewing and how this has changed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kathleen's Career Corner. If you'd like to know more, visit CelticResume.com. Or you can write to me. My email is in the show notes. Tune in for future episodes on finding a job, and managing your career. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.